All right, Mike, 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 check, check, check. Mike, 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 Michael Jordan. So, this is uh, Blurred Lines. This is Brave and the Grown Up Kid. This is Legend, the uh, younger kid. Yeah, we're going to figure out a good name for you one of these days. It's um, going to work sometime. I hate when people try to shorten your name, though, or they try to make it like. Like, because there's always two things that I hear, depending on how nerdy someone is. They're like, oh, Legend. Like, I am Legend. Yeah, I get that one a lot. Or, um, man, the myth of legend. Or, That's a little uh, bit more creative. I don't hate that one as much. Um, so it, they, get cre- they get creative. Um, I'm just glad you don't have to hear, like, oh, like, Legend of Zelda? Like, no, dude. Legend 27. Legend 27. That was a trailer for, I think it was an uh, my Apple Oh, game dude, I remember that. Back. One kid consistently That's a long time that. ago. Wow, yeah. Wow. Someone's that is almost as old of a reference as like I love bees. Have you ever heard of that? I don't know. Um, Xbox had a thing called I love bees that basically it was an ARG. Oh, we gotta talk about the Cyberpunk ARG. I almost forgot. Oh right. Um, it's basically an ARG for um, Halo Two. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's old. It's <laughs> a deep cut. That's a really deep cut. Like Legend Twenty Seven. Wow, I haven't heard that in a really 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 long time shout out to that probably like 12 year old kid for somehow he remembers it so he i guarantee you bet money he has an older brother who told him about it or he just spends a shit ton of time on youtube he's he's about my age so he probably uh he's he's he probably heard of it uh no one and he's like he's been calling me that for about two three years off and on he still he remembers that off and on having an off and on nickname is hilarious a lot of people want me to have a nickname. They keep doing that with me, too. And, like, I, I call it out now because they're like, oh, what's up, Bray? I'm like, you got about two weeks before you get to call me Bray. Because that's how it is every time. Every time somebody like, somebody's like, oh, I'm going to call you Bray. Is that cool? No, you're not going to. Like, you're just not. You're like, you can't shorten my name. That's the whole point of my name. But, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You want to start with the Cyberpunk ARG? Yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting ride. Kind of a, a little bit of a letdown at the end. Um, really? Okay, because I expected the amount that Microsoft and Xbox put into that game. I expected just something. Just like, I, I don't, I don't, anything, I expected anything more than a trailer. It was 30 seconds, and you, they spent 25 hours to get a 35, a 30 second trailer. Um, have you checked back into that Discord since? No, I've, I was waiting for it to chill out. Yeah, me too, me too. I, I checked in once or twice, and, um, so, for the people who don't know, um, Thursday was supposed to be the release of Cyberpunk 2077, which, I mean, definitely my game of the year, um, especially, I mean, I mean well, well no, listen, because right now, I, I have Xbox Game Pass, so I'm catching up on some older games, but... When you look at like the quality of games that are coming out, especially on Xbox right now, because the Series X comes out at the end of the year, you're not really like. There's no Grand Theft Auto. There's no Halo. Right. Okay. There's no. Um, what else would be a big franchise? Watch Dogs. Uh, huh. Watch Dogs being postponed. Watch Dogs got postponed. There's no Assassin's Creed. 
There's no uh, Metal Gear. I mean, Death Stranding, I guess. I didn't play it, though. I don't have a PS3 or PS4 or PS5, whatever. PS4. I don't have a PlayStation, so... Um, yeah, I've just been catching up on the older games. Like, there's no Batman Arkham game until... They said probably next year and two years at the latest. Which is weird, because... In my mind, this is the perfect time to release those games. It is the perfect time. Well, and here's the thing that I think is interesting. I think what I want to see more of is B-level games. Because I don't think we see B-level games very often. I think that every company is like, we're going to make fucking Far Cry. Or, actually, no, it's, it's weird to say, because Far Cry is a great example of how, not, of how to do a B-game. Far Cry and Wolfenstein. Because yeah, they okay. both came out with like... Like, I was just... So, you were, you were watching me play uh, 2K. I would pay $20 a year if you just let me do my career. Twenty That's $20 a year. Is that, like, you're updating? Just just one solo person? If you just gave me my career mode, which is one a little less than one year in-game of storytelling, okay? And then the rest of it is just the NBA season. That's it. If you just gave me that, I will pay $20 a year for that. I would re-up every year for that game. I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm not big into sports, but $20 is a little bit But, like, much. if my point is, like, if you segmented a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you were like, all right, listen, you can play NBA 2K. You can play just my career. You can play just in the park. Each of those games are $20, or you can buy a bundle for 50 Yeah, I'm okay with that. I, mean, I, would, I think that would be an interesting thing. They might have to, like, rebalance some of the pricing, but yeah. Yeah, ultimately, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. Bro, you're selling VC anyway. Oh, that's true. That's that's really true. That VC is expensive, too. And you can split up. Yo, so this is why I got 2K20. I had no plans on buying it. They gave me 2K20 for... Okay, so I got NBA 2K20, which is a brand new game that just came out. They gave me 35,000 VC. Which is valued at around ten dollars. Okay. They gave me thirty thousand my team points, which is valued at I think around another ten dollars, maybe seven dollars. And they gave me two. They gave me a set of clothing, which if you break it down by VC is worth probably about another five dollars, because the shoes that they got are the Nike Fear God shoes. So, you're looking at a $60 game with $80 worth of content. I got it for 20 bucks. Wow. That's a good deal. That's why I bought NBA really 2K20. And okay. I'm only playing my career. So, that's the same reason I got a uh, I got the Witcher uh, franchise. It was... But here's all the difference between like 20 two, bucks. Right. And here's... Oh, that's actually a really good deal. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Witcher, though, is that... That game is not a yearly release. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How do you feel about yearly releases in non-sports games? It's a difficult question. I think that most times a game needs to chill out. Like Me Assassin's too. Creed, there's been a lot. However, in recent years, I've heard that their games have really re- been really good. Well, I feel like I, you can do a yearly release. Like, did you? Re- so I have a new article. Oh, um, by the way, since this is the Blurred Lines podcast. I did change the name to the, um, it's primarily gaming now. You'll see primarily gaming stuff on there on the website. It's now called Player One. Um, so, yeah, and I released a couple articles recently because I was talking about what Rockstar could do for Grand Theft Auto. Because I think you could do some really cool stuff with the Rockstar brand that are yearly releases. But, here's how I would do it. 
So I would make one more Red Dead game. Okay. One more Red Dead game. And I, I would want to play Red Dead Redemption 3, but the way that I would play it is um, a little less story-based in parts than Red Dead 2. Okay. okay. And what I mean by that is, like, you would only trigger cutscenes by having to fulfill certain things. Like, you don't trigger a cutscene because you walk back into camp three days after the last mission. You know, or like after the last mission, you walk back into camp and you trigger the next cutscene. Okay. Because if you remember Red Dead 2, like, especially the way I play it, I would do a mission, be gone for like in game what had to be like three weeks. Just been like a month, just like gone, completely alone, dying three times. And then I'd come back and then be like, yeah, you know, me and Arthur just scouted this out. No, we didn't do it. We scouted this out in October. It's January, <laughs> you know what I mean? Some sort of in-game timer that the characters will kind of reference. Sort of, but more like what I want to do, because I, I think I nailed what makes Red Dead so good. Number one, the exploration. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the problem is in Grand Theft Auto, because you're always going to get those comparisons between Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. So two, let's, different, two totally different games, by the way. But they're not. Here's, how, here's, here's why I say that. Let me explain. So when you look at Red Dead... It is a story-based game that takes place in a world that's much more interesting to explore. And Grand Theft Auto is similar now. It wasn't as similar before. But it's a less interesting world to explore. But they put more shit in it. So I would switch that. I want to see the... I would want to see Grand Theft Auto have those like really crazy characters, you know, off the wall kind of like characters like they did in you know San Andreas and Vice City and I'd like to see Red Dead go to like you happen the best feelings in Red Dead are when you happen upon a story yeah that's so like right. make an entire game based around happening upon a story and so here's my thing what I would do is have this take place in so Red Dead 1 ends in what like 1911 or something like that I I think so I think it's 1911 and Jack's what? I think Jack's got to be eighteen, nineteen, right? At the end of Red Dead One, yeah. When you take over, I think he's around there, yeah. Yeah, I think he's around eighteen, nineteen. So my thing is like right around the time that this is happening, World War World War One is breaking out, and Americans did were sent to fight in World War One, but not not nearly as much as like World War Two. You're right, so. but imagine this: imagine you're opening. You know how you always have to do the 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 um, what's it called the tutorial. Imagine your opening tutorial being in World War One, because it teaches you everything. Remember, there are horses in World War One because you saw 1917, right? Yeah. There's horses in that, so there's horses. You it can yeah. teach you how to ride. There's obviously guns in war. It can teach you how to shoot. Honestly, what more do you really so need out of Red Dead? Basically, like the first tutorial of the game yeah. plays out like 1917. Yeah, like a prologue. Yeah, okay. just like I'm, a prologue of the game. I'm okay with that. And then when you come back. This is when I really want to, like, dive into Grand Theft Auto lore. Because in Grand Theft Auto, the city of San Francisco is called San Fierro. So, and it's still a port, but you only explore it for, like, a portion of a game in San Andreas. Because San Andreas is not the name of the city, it's the name of the state. Okay. Right? I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> so, it's on the App Store if you want to play it. It's hard as shit to play on a phone because it's a PS1 yeah, no, game, I'm... but... Or PS2 game. I'll look into it, but I'm, I'm not huge into GTA. 
I feel it. But imagine a game where you're sitting there now and like you have Jack coming back from San Francisco and you have a choice on what your crime family does. Do you want to be like these kind of Robin Hood or Robin Hood, Robin Hood like roving bandits who live out in the woods? Or do you want to like start your own sort of mafia in San Francisco and eventually you'd go down to um, Los Santos and Las Fortunas? Now, the way I view the Red Dead franchise is very um, linear. Like you're you're not really you aren't really given that much of a choice in the majority of things. And like I don't, that is that is what I think the beauty of it I is. I want Rockstar to completely get away from that. I don't I want Rockstar to be linear. It. I don't think it does because here's here's my thing. So let's say so first first real mission because your tutorial right. You come back and you get off the boat just like your dad does in Blackwater. Come back and you get off the boat. And you're walking around the city, just like in Blackwater, and you stay in a hotel for the night. Okay? So you're staying in a hotel, and then you wake up, and you have a letter. And it's from... You have two letters, let's say. One's from a newer character that just found out that you got back from the war, and one's from uh, Sadie. Or Charles. Actually, Charles makes more sense. Because at the end of Red Dead 2, Charles is still like in, good, in touch with... Um, yeah, but you need to know Jack, where, where was John. where was Charles because you're playing as Jack. So Jack. where was Char where was Charles at the end of the first Red Dead? The first Red Dead takes place like two months after the after Red Dead Two. So, but is he dead? That's the biggest thing. I don't think so. I don't. I would say no. I would say. Do you remember um, what's his name? Rainsfall, Chief Rainsfall. Yeah, I would make Charles like that. Okay. So Charles would have a son, and I would make Sadie just some badass old lady bars but Sadie like just some badass kind of Annie Oakley who's like fucking like yeah. 60 years old just still shooting shit like that uncle, that's basically the... uncle I mean yeah well but... I mean except for the badass shooting shit part uh like uh Sadie uh, that one mission in Red Dead where you have to take pictures of all of the um of all of oh, the gunslingers the, yeah 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 that there's one old lady who reminds me of Sadie when yeah that'd be great and Sadie would be perfect as her so I think that kind of thing where you get a couple different letters and maybe you're like, oh man, okay, I gotta go see, um, I gotta go see, what's his name? I gotta go see Charles up on the on the reservation, and so you're riding all the way up to this reservation, and a woman is trapped in uh, in one of those things, just driving away. So there's a woman that's trapped in in the paddy wagon, like what you see in Red Dead Two, and you shoot it and you free her, and now. One time, it'd be like maybe a, a legitimate character you can add into your gang. Maybe another time, she just gives you intel. Maybe oh, another... yeah, yeah. Those definitely need more depth for me. So that, something that like be... that, because I think you building your own gang is something that we haven't played in a Rockstar game really ever. I think one really cool... I, actually, going back a little bit, you got to remember this. Red Dead, uh, specifically Rockstar in general, is known for... Uh, intentional historical inaccuracies, right. like like Civil War is never really mentioned. It's he definitely heavily implied, See, okay. but it's not exactly the way it happened. In but the here's world. well, no, because it's a different universe. Yeah, and that like so, World War One might have changed a little bit. A little bit, I can see it where, I mean, but the, the gist of things stays the same. Like they mentioned slavery in Red Dead Two here and there, but um, you know, there are things like that that happen in the game. The Mexican War kind of happens in Red Dead One, um, before Red Dead One, because that's why Mexico's in such bad, bad straits. So the real problem because that's is that... what the general is. The general's the general from the Mexican War. 
So maybe it's not it's not happening like the way we remember. Maybe it's more of that it happened, and because we're we're just one person, it's it's fairly it's fairly real that it might not have happened to us. Have you noticed that all these games take place after the Fallout? Yeah, every single game takes place after a Fallout. Like every Rockstar game, like Grand Theft Auto Three. Now it takes place after nine eleven. Like now in history, but at the time. It didn't, but when you look at like San Andreas, that led, or it, or it takes, or it takes you to, and it doesn't show you what happened, because San Andreas takes you to the LA riots. Yeah. Okay. So that's another thing, and you're and you're the in last the, level is LA riots, and you're in. It doesn't really. It affects you to the point that you are a gang in the LA riots. But however, are you? Is it a huge story point? You yeah, because that's where you killed the corrupt police officer. Played uh, by Samuel guess, Jackson. Always surprised me about what's he. What's oh he yeah, he's in everything. But imagine like, okay, so you're riding up from Northern California, from San Francisco, and you're riding up to what would basically be. So imagine you'd have the West Coast of the United States in this game. So you played through the American South in Red Dead Two, you played in the American Southwest in Red Dead One, and now you're playing through the American West, which would be, I'd say, probably from what we call Arizona up to Vancouver. I think Canada would be where I want that game to end. So, that is a huge map, by the way. So is the American South. Think about the map from Red Dead 2. You're talking from um, New Orleans to Colorado. The Grizzlies are Colorado. Right, right, yeah, that's that also a huge map. This is a huge fucking map. But, you can feel that they kind of scaled it down. Right, they always scale it down. And they that's always what, scale it down. So, I think that when you're saying Arizona okay. to Vancouver, you, that's you used a huge to live, chunk. You used to live, you, when I used to live in California... Okay. When you oh you just visit me in California, right? Do you know where Grand Theft Auto three takes place or five takes place? No. From Los Angeles to Coachella Valley or Which Palm is, Springs. Again, huge chunk. It's a huge chunk. But you can make it in less than a day. That's like a six hour that's like a four hour uh, that's a three hour drive. Okay. Are you saying where you're going. in uh, in GTA or in real life? In, GTA, in real life. Okay. No, think of because that northern part of the map in Grand Theft Auto is... You remember when I used to go to school in Lancaster? Yeah. That's where that is. Okay. And it takes you all the way down to L.A. Harbor. Interesting. So, yeah, it could work. It it can probably work. It, it's a big map, but... And plus, remember, your hard drive is getting bumped up next year. Also, I do have... If you're... Because the huge thing is that... Low-key, all of Rockstar stuff is kind of connected in some way. That's right? what I'm saying. So, this where's, is my whole point. Where's the, where's the island that you're on in GTA? Okay, and this would this would um, retcon all that. Because the only reason you're on the island is because they couldn't connect it to any other states. That's legit the only reason. When you look at the map, it's an island, but, like, it's really not. You know it's not. Because they talk about driving to other cities. Okay, yeah. So, that's that's the thing. In In game canon, it's not an island. They never call it Los Santos Island. But they did they in Red Dead. They never call it... What? Red Dead was not on an island. And they justify that, but, like... I actually have never been able to get to a boundary in Red Dead. Map's huge. However, there are boundaries. And I don't think it's like you just stop moving, but I think it's more like... You cannot go any further, like... Right, and so that's the thing, is that... They don't even let you go there. And in Grand Theft Auto, they, they put stuff all over the map. Especially for online. So my idea would be, all right, let's go explore all these things, and maybe you have some guys that are just 
badass killers. And they, like, they live in the city. And I'd also have a very multicultural group. So right now you, you'd have, and you know, this is 1918 California. You'd have a lot of uh, Chinese immigrants, which they hit on in Red Dead 2 a lot. You'd have a bunch of uh, probably children of former slaves at that point. Very young children of former slaves at that point, which they hit on. You'd have Native Americans. And so having this motley band of outlaws, because I feel that's what Dutch... Because Jack, Jack grew up with that, so Jack he's going to kind of bring it back. But doing it in a way where he just comes back from war and he sees how shitty everyone's being treated. So it seems like you're going for kind of a Peaky Blinders feel. Kind of a Peaky Blinders thing. And unless, no longer cowboy game. Unless, well here's the thing. That's if you want to stay in San Francisco. San Fierro. What if you just want to ride in the wilderness and just hunt down all these bad guys? You could be a badass bounty hunter with your game. And hunt down, hey, there's a guy who's trying to say that the South will rise again in California. Go take care of him. By the way, that whole uh, thing with the uh, with the racist guy in, in New Orleans in Red Dead 2, he's handing out a whole bunch of race, racist oh, yeah, plan, yeah. pamphlets. I tried it. You can shoot him in the head and no cops will come. No matter where the cops are. Nuts. <laughs> but imagine that where it's like now you have different missions. So it, it's based on if you want to be in San Francisco, Peaky Blinders, kind of like old school gang shit. If you want to be a roving band out in the middle of nowhere like Dutch's gang was... That's what I'm. That's yeah, but I'm you have the choice. That's what I want. To see. And then the then another thing you have to realize with stories in general is like, what's the goal of telling the story? Like, so, what are you trying to show? So here's what I would do. I love the Mafia games. Mafia Two is good. Mafia Three I enjoyed, but there's a lot of problems with it. I didn't know this. Mafia is is published by Two K. And it's developed by Hangar 13. I like Hangar 13. Their first project was Mafia 3. So there's a lot of issues. But I think they have a lot of potential. So here's what I'd say. Hey, every year, we want you to make a smaller version of Mafia. And what we mean by that is that we want you not to make a $60 a $60 full price Mafia game. What you're going to do, we're no longer, 2K is no longer going to publish you. It's going to be Rockstar, because Rockstar is owned by 2K. And now what we're going to do with Mafia, we want you to make games that bridge from Red Dead Redemption 3 to Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So I heard that L.A. Noir was supposed to be that kind of, that bridge. L.A. Noir doesn't work because L.A. Noir takes place in Los Angeles. Don't you find, like, someone's hat Easter in the end? You find okay. John Marshall's has an Easter egg in a trash can. Hmm. So my thing is, like, all right, listen. We're going to make a Mafia game because let's say the game ends in... So let's say the game takes place from 1918 to 1922 or, I don't know, something like that. You can make a 20s Mafia game. You can make a 30s Mafia game. You can make a 40s Mafia game because they made 40s and 50s Mafia games already. So what I would say is, hey, Mafia, next one is going to take place at this time and it's going to follow this Splinter character from Red Dead 3. And then the Mafia game after that is going to follow a Splinter character from the Mafia game from Red Dead. And it just keeps going until you've woven this three-game massive universe that doesn't needlessly call back to itself. 
Okay. Because I feel what happens when you start... This is the beauty of Grand Theft Auto, and I wrote about this a while ago. In Grand Theft Auto, what, the, what an amazing thing that they do is that they will reference other games, but they will not directly call back to them. There's a part in Grand Theft Auto V when Jimmy says, yeah, you know, oh, we're going to Grove Street. This is, you know, the Grove Street families. And Franklin goes, nah, families lost Grove Street a long time ago. That's it. That's all they say. Because the first, you used to be a Grove Street, you used to be on the Grove Street families in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And then after the riots, they don't tell you what happened after the riots. You just get away and you're fine. So, but here's the thing. I got friends in Los Angeles. I got a lot of friends in Los Angeles. When was the last time we talked about the LA riots? Oh yeah, that definitely does make sense. That you don't just, just because they have it in history doesn't mean you just talk about it all the time. You got friends from New York? No. You got, like if you got friends from New York, do you ask them about 9-11? No. Right. No. So why would you do it? Unless somebody directly, unless somebody actually said, which happened in Grand Theft Auto, like when Jimmy was like, oh, Grove Street, like the families. And then Franklin even says, now you listen to too much hip hop. That's not how, that's not what we are anymore. Because they've already established that one of the characters from San Andreas is a rapper in Los Santos in Grand Theft Auto V, but he's basically Ice Cube. So he's not like a modern rapper you'd hear all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, I get it. And you could do so much if you did that kind of thing in Red Dead Redemption where like you're watching a movie, because especially in, you know, in, with the Grand Theft Auto games, you're watching a movie and it's about um, uh, Jake Martin. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially because the movies in Red Dead are very, uh, when you watch them, they're always like almost historical, re- historically le- relevant. Like you can actually track down where a couple of those movies are shown and have like haunted stories. Well, it's and how many, how many movies have you seen that you, oh, that's true. That's really true. That's a really good point. Because there are, I think there's a couple missions. There's that one with the, the crying girl or whatever it's called. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where she's crying the whole, and like, she's like, Mom, why would you do that? And there's the numbers. And then you go back and you can find the whole, the, the part of the woods that she's in. Yeah. And it's a lot of kind of creepy stuff, but it's very good for your atmosphere building, your time building, and all that, all that stuff. Now imagine having the internet, and you want, and you go see, your cutscene in Grand Theft Auto is in a movie. And you're watching Jake Martin as a Western, and then you just Google it later, and a side character's like, "Oh, that's weird. It looks like Jake Martin was based on a real person. They changed his name though, and that's it." Like, what could be very interesting is that, uh, considering that, uh, I forget the guy's name, the dad in in GTA Five, the Santa, Michael Santa. Yeah, he's super into westerns, whereas yeah. his son is super into video games. Right. So you could kind of make Red Dead and justify it. And, and you could do it because you could even say, like, yeah, like, it, what I think would work really, really well, just as a throwaway, maybe you're doing a mission, and um, he's like, yeah, you know, we wanted to do westerns, and we found this guy, really crazy life, his son ended up writing about him, and then, you know, his son, uh, when he was overseas in the war, and, uh, yeah, we had to change the name a little bit, because, you know, I think, I'm not sure if audiences can pronounce Marston. That's it. Yeah, and that's a really good way to just, like, introduce that this actually did happen, but not call back, but not, like, have, because you do that, and it doesn't mean that uh, anyone from the Marston family even has to show up in GTA. Right. 
They can, but they don't have to. You, you can just and be how many it right movies there. have you seen where like you see somebody and you're like, oh, that's so and so story, and they change the name just a little bit? Like, um, I was watching a video the other day. I forget who did it, but it was it was about. Uh, they said that Die Hard was based on a movie. It was technically a sequel from Frank Sinatra's movie from a movie that had Frank Sinatra, which was based on a book. Um, and it was a detective book, and the guy's name was changed just a little bit. It wasn't a, it wasn't necessarily a true story, but it's it's very it shows how you can make a work that is almost totally right. different with a few with uh, roots in actual in actual events. So I would just like to see that with Red Dead, make them one big game, uh, one big game universe that kind of just just for lore. I don't need characters to pop up. No. That might be fun online, like you have a John Marston skin. You oh know, yeah, that might be fun. But yeah, other like, than that, like last time, theories that uh, theories that you don't really need to be confirmed. Yeah, with the picks out there, all that stuff. It's 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 a good thing to do because it makes it more fun. It kind of gives more history to your world. But it can't. It's I don't want to see it actually proven. I would like to see it in little nods. Yeah. Some basically, I don't want to see like John Marston somehow time travel back and. Or like, no, that's actually happening though. Well, with the guy in, uh, I forget his name, but he he shows up as part of the Epsilon, Epsilon program, and he shows up and he's looking for, uh, drawings, and then you go back to his house and it's him and his baby. Yeah. That that was actually and pretty. And he's dressed the exact same way as someone from Epsilon and Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, that that is super interesting. Of course, it's from the fifties. That's the only difference is that he he used a lot of fifties. Uh, yeah, he did. Sweat. Uh, Slang. Yeah, he did. That's true. But it's a really, it was a really good touch for them to put into the game. It just as like a throwaway, like it's it's. It was all wink and nods. Yeah, because because I think as it was to show you that the um, as much as people want to say, I don't think the Chiliad mystery is over. I think I think that they, I think in GTA Six they're gonna be like, okay, this is what the Chiliad mystery is supposed to be, and they're actually gonna stick to it. I don't think that you're going to see... Well, it depends on when Grand Theft Auto releases new content. Because they haven't made anything since the Diamond Heist. But, um... Which is all online. So, sorry, excuse me. I... I think when GTA 6 comes out, I think they'll have a very good idea of what they want the story... I mean, because every... Every... Every <laughs> game has added to the story. And I think that they'll at, they'll, they'll figure out whether they want to go specifically DLC or if they want to go more into the story. You hear what Grand Theft Auto uh, Six is looking to do? Huge map uh, connecting all of the. But they're going to drip feed it out. What do you mean? That, so it's going to be way smaller, and they're just going to release it as time goes on. That way, they don't overwork their guys. Oh yeah, I'm okay with that. That's a really smart I'm idea. Okay, with that. I'm re- that's a really smart idea. Yeah, as long as they, as as long as something happens where they don't just like totally change what their what their plan was. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of when, when people um, when people to- totally change their plans because they already saw someone do something, right. or they realize they could earn more money a different way. So speaking of being overworked, going back to the um, Cyberpunk ARG, I think the, the thing that was most telling was that that came through Xbox. Oh yeah, no one knew it. They okay. So my one of my biggest problems is that they were feeding off of a um, off of a fan base. Even though that fan base, that the original, the Cyberpunk, had nothing to do with it. CD Projekt Red had nothing to do with it, and they were feed. 
yeah. Microsoft intentionally was feeding off of a fan base, oh, of, of a huge fan base, just f- to release Here's a thirty-second trailer. Here's the thing trailer. about the fucking Xbox though that I don't get. I'd say probably over half of your players for Cyberpunk are going to be PC players. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, they did say it's coming. Like it's not going to be. It's not like Red Dead where it didn't come out day one on the PC. But it's going to look better on PC. It's going to play better on PC. We all know that. Is it is it day one PC though? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, definitely. Most of your most of them are going to be PC. That's players. probably another reason why I got delayed. How do you optimize for Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Stadia, and Xbox Series X and PS5? So I don't know how I I don't know how game game production works, but I what I would have done is cuz I don't know if it's if like this a was reverse a, compatibility sort of thing where they take the fundamentals of the game and then just be like, "Oh, slap it on Xbox" or all that stuff or if it's like you ultimately have to make a totally different game. Like, you you basically did. They have to make three games just to release them on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And Stadia. And Xbox I mean, Series X. And PS5. And all these different things. Like, I is wonder, that, But is that a different game for each of them? I don't know. That's why, I, know. That's why I... Well, the engine's the same. Because let's say that they're all using Unreal. So the engine's going to be the same. But I don't know. I don't. I really don't... I really, really don't know what you do in that situation. But I think that's probably why it's it's taking longer than people think. Um, plus, I'm, I'm patient. Uh, like I don't I don't I don't care. My biggest problem, my other biggest problem, is that the Xbox Series X is going to come out in what was it uh, about four more months into this year. Yeah. Now, and the Cyberpunk, the Cyberpunk game is kind of going to come out about two months before that. Yeah. So my thing was no, like, no, 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 it'll come out in June. Yeah. Oh, sorry, from game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing was like, holy shit! Why didn't really you just po- why the game is gonna the console is gonna be soon out of dated? Yeah. Why didn't you just wait and put on the Xbox Series X? And the game isn't even gonna be out on the special edition console you buy. Exactly. I was like, unless wow. they unless they're gonna surprise drop the game, but I don't think they're gonna do that. I I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't think they're gonna do that. Yeah, I can't believe they did that. That was. But here's the thing that made me really upset was that like. When CD Projekt did these cool, dope-ass ARGs, the first time they did it, you got a copy of The Witcher, uh, Witcher 3, full, complete edition, which at the time was like $60 still. Yeah. And the second time they did it, there was like a bunch of people that won the complete, super-duper special edition, the one I'm getting. It's like $200, right? Yeah, it's $300. Oh, and, nice. um, yeah. And you won that if you um, if you finish the ARG, and now Xbox takes over, and that's what people are expecting. And then instead, they got a commercial. Yes, and I was talking. To I don't think it's over. We'll find out on on, on the twenty fourth or on twenty first if this is really over. Well, twentieth. They said four days. That would be four twenty. So I'll check on the twentieth and twenty first. What I oh, so I was talking to someone on Reddit, and they're like, they're not going to postpone the game just for that. I was like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to postpone the game just to release a special edition, edition console. No, you don't. You can, you can release the game, do everything normally. And he said, people are probably are not going to buy it. No one buys a day one console anyway. I was like, first of all, that's I know a true. lot of people who do. And I'm, I'm one of those people. He said, it has a lot of bugs. I was like, that's that's definitely true. I was like, however, if you... You can patch it now, so it's almost yeah. meaningless. So if, if so, if the day one console comes out with a special edition, it's going to be worth so much money. Oh, yeah. And... Especially because they're gonna make a weird looking console look pretty cool. Um, the Plus they do it all the time. They had an NBA 2K18 special edition console. 
the the one that always bothers me. Star Wars Battlefront, the first one, uh, had a special edition PS4 con uh, uh, console, and we were about to get it. We were about to split split it and play it again. And we were like, nah, we're gonna wait. Next day, that was all sold out, and I found out those are worth a ton of money now. Like they're super rare. I was like, I should have just bought it. Should, yeah, whenever you feel that way, just get it. Yeah. Just get it. It, but, I mean, do you still have hope for Cyberpunk? I asked one guy on Discord, I'm like, are you mad? He's like, not really. I have hope for, for because there, when it first happened, I was very upset because I was, I, I kind of chalked it up to Cyberpunk dropping the ball, and I was like, but then again, I, I thought, it's not them. It wasn't them. No, it's Microsoft. It was Microsoft. And I was, and then I thought, so Cyberpunk, I'm still worried about the game. No game can be that good. And then I was like... This is why I posted in Discord. I expect a... Very, very good open world game with a lot of beautiful environments that's going to have a very good story. I don't okay. expect... I expect something... I expect Grand Theft Auto. I expect The Witcher. I expect a very high quality game that's in a world that I've never seen fully realized. And that's the reason why I pre-ordered this game is because I love Cyberpunk. I love the aesthetic, I love the genre, I love the tropes, I love everything about it. Like I love Cyberpunk. And so that's really what this story was what this game is more about to me. If this was like Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies of all time. Ex Machina, which isn't quite Cyberpunk in the same way, is fantastic. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Akira and Megalobox and Ghost in the Shell and all these amazing, amazing cyberpunk stories. That's why I bought, I pre-ordered the game. If And with CDPR, I know their pedigree. My only question for CDPR was, okay, cool, are you going to make a bunch of white guys like you did in The Witcher? Doesn't look like it. So, the only reason I give them a pass on that is because... It was, it's in fantasy, which is notorious it's for... It's in fantasy, and they're Polish. And, and, um, the, the part where they set themselves apart, their different races are elven, dwarves, um, witchers, and those are, and the part that's very interesting is that you are the guy who the entire, everywhere you go is always hated. You are the guy Well, I, I feel like that, because the witcher is not an original, original game. They made it from a book. And I so, didn't read the book. And the, and the guy who wrote the books is Polish, too. So, like, I get it with fantasy. And I was like, okay, now are you going to make this future world where everybody's just a white dude? Now, you know what's Because, I mean, you look at how many games are just... Alright, cool, this is our protagonist. The uh, the same kind of looking person as every other 20 game something, ever. 20-something. 20-something. Just a uh, college guy. Just oh, yeah, when something they just turns out wrong. Yeah. Just, you know, everything's gonna be okay, man. No, man, like... Give me I, give me someone different at this point. Yeah. Just something. Like, I loved Marcus from Watch Dogs, even though that game is a little messy. It's... 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 I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a totally different direction from messy. the first Watch Dogs. Because it, it went from bright... It went from the dark, rainy Chicago to a bright, sunshine, happy, rainbows everywhere. They put that fucker in, fucking in California, dude. And it's... I was like, the story... It's. I like it. I honestly do. I, I like it. I'm but it's just. It. Oh, me neither. That's another. That's that's another thing. When games. When's the last time you finished a Ubisoft game? Uh, 
Mine's Assassin's Creed finished, 4. I still haven't finished. That, that was Black Flag, right? Yeah, the, the, best the one. only good Assassin's Creed game you heard me. Well, I, no, I don't that's know. not true. Cor- the last good Assassin's Creed game. Sorry. Close second is, uh, to me, is Syndicate. It'll be fun. That, I, the one where you could actually build your game. No, nah, here's the thing about Syndicate, man. This is what Syndicate pissed me off about. I don't want to play an Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I would play the absolute shit out of Syndicate if there's no Assassins in it. What would you be playing then? A 1918 English gangster and his sister? That's all you do. That's the majority of the game. That's true. You don't you don't mess with the assassin stuff unless you want to. You uh one of like, you even, I, I you even have actually, the opportunity to almost turn into a witch at one point. I would. Okay. It gets a little okay. weird. It's that's mostly like a DLC route. You, okay, you can basically sense. be Jack the Ripper too. But I would love to play a game where. I think Ubisoft is really missing the boat on this. We are talking about B-level games. I think Ubisoft is really, really missing the boat on taking those cool worlds that they made in Assassin's Creed and spinning, their off, spinning them off into their own games to release every year like they want. Example. Would you play a game just called Black Flag? Yeah. Right. Would you play it for $30? Yeah, just probably. pirates. I because Black Flag was really good. I played the shit out of a pirate game for thirty dollars. I played the shit out of a gang game for thirty dollars. I played the shit out of a French Revolution game for thirty dollars. Like you, ha- you built all these crazy worlds, and you can reference the assassins. You can say, "Oh, Edward Kenway," but imagine just playing as a pirate, building up your fleet in the in this like post Assassin's Creed Black Flag world, just a historical game. So the place where Assassin's Creed gets messy is the pieces of Eden. Those make no sense, and they're the staple of every game, and no one's really sure on what they're leading to, or if they're going to lead to anything, or if the franchise is just going to die. No. Well, they're coming out with a new Assassin's Creed next year. And they, they do it every year. But at some point, is this road leading anywhere, or is it just some, no. uh, just, just a cash cow? I thought it was, but I don't know. Because the Pieces of Eden, if they really wanted to go on into it, it could be a very interesting game. Oh, yeah. However, they don't seem to want to do it. They want to just explore things, which I'm okay with. It's just... You set up just kind of a really interesting yeah, sci-fi concept, For and what? then just and then just kind of threw it away. And it's like we're just made. Oh, it's just a video game company that's giving you VR yeah, goggles, that basically. That's really weird. And if you want to explore the pieces of Eden, how about this? Come out with the, come out with like a short story or like a movie or a comic or just something to supplement it, because you need to. They need to realign their focus. Oh yeah. If they're focused, if they if, if something happened and I somehow am I'm not in the loop and their focus is just on the cool worlds well, assassins y- can be. You know in. what happened? Assassin's Creed Origins happened. And those and then the one in China and the one. No, one in China didn't find it. That one was a mini game. Like oh a short yeah, game. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the mini game. Assassin's Creed Origins came out, and apparently that game really cleans everything up. Maybe, okay, so... Because that's of, one in ancient Egypt. Apparently that one really cleans everything up. So a lot of TV shows, what they do is um, they have a... Um, they completely ignore the story until about... I want to say about three three episodes in, they'll, go, they'll realign to the story. A lot of comedies do that. A lot of... Um, pretty much any show, every show does that. They have like two, two, three, two to three episodes where they're just... It's just classic this show. And then they realign back to this is completely just story. This is just to progress the plot, hmm. and that's what Assassin's Creed needs to do. Maybe make all their games a little bit smaller and just focus on that. Getting away from the yearly release schedule is a great move. 
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, getting away from that was probably the smartest move. Because now it seems like they're able to make something that they want to do every year. However, are they stretching these? How uh, because it's a yearly release, are they just stretching out these small ideas that they have, to make it, making them too big? Oh, for sure. Because I haven't played the last one, but if that one was as good as people say, then I'm inclined to say no. Well, I it, think when you when you had Unity and Brotherhood and all those other games, I think you were stretching it. Now, I mean, they just put that much time and effort into a huge ancient Egypt, which I think is a lot more fertile than like what I don't even know when Assassin's Creed Unity takes or. Yeah, Unity. I don't even know when that one takes place. And what I'm wondering is the exact is the timeline because the timeline works. My problem is that how are you jumping these years and still dealing with the same like person you dealt with last game in a different country on a different continent in a different uh, time period? Like you're always dealing with like the same specific guy throughout all of them. And the Kenway one was actually not as sloppy as everybody says it is. Because you're playing as Edward Kenway, who left England to go be a pirate. Who left England to go be a, a, sh- a like a ship person, like a sailor. Became a pirate. Goes back home to England. Has a family. And this, it, you're going for this long. This, that's where it gets No, messy. he has a family. His son goes to America. Marries, an, marries a Native American woman and has a child. And that's Connor. That's and two that's, games right there. That's, uh... Assassin's Creed 3. The Revolutionary War? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not that's, that's not as sloppy as everybody But then say. where did Kimway come from? They don't say. And that's that's my problem. Is He's that just like a dude. You give these just a person. Like, how does he... How is he even connected to the assassins? He stole an assassin... They told you that in the first, like, ten minutes of the game. He stole an assassin's armor. He stole an assassin's suit. Oh, okay. So he's not an assassin. No, he's he just, not an assassin. He just kind of picked up the mantle without meaning to. Yeah, he's, he killed an assassin and stole a suit because he thought that he was hiding a treasure because somebody wearing clothes that rich must be rich. And so, yeah, he's not even an assassin. So, and what you're, sir, is a piece of Eden the... Um, the, what, the That's when I stopped paying attention. Is that... Are you looking for... Because I, I remember in each game you're looking for one thing and it's usually based around a mythology mythological... Um, element like i thought one of them you're searching for the fountain of youth and i think that was black flag you're just sailing around spain kind of looking for the not well florida when you finally get to florida oh florida right yeah but that's the problem so the fact that when whoever you talk to has no cannot cannot fully articulate their breaths when it comes to the exact story of Assassin's Creed makes it kind of forgettable. Yeah. Like, that's how I rate a lot of a lot of movies, video games. Can I tell you the story, like, right off the bat? If I can't, then it's under... It's got to be around, like, three stars. Yeah. It's not great. But... So... I can tell you... I can kind of tell you what the first Watch Dogs was about. And it was the... It was... Don't you end up joining, and the second one, you join the team that, like, killed your wife or whatever in the first one? Dead Sec, yeah. Yeah, one of them, the first one, you're fighting against Dead Sec. The second one, you are Dead Sec. And then the third one, I think, I think it goes, we are Dead Sec. Like, I think that's kind of their thought process. Hmm. Like, um, I, I, because I'm actually super interested in that idea. However, going back to Cyberpunk, no game could be that great. 
can be the groundbreaking thing that it claims to be? It's not true. What was the last groundbreaking game? Three was and what did they build it up as? Did they build it? Did they hype it up a lot? No, it's true. So, if you're hyping, oh, you're up, just saying games will never live up to the hype. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, there are. I thought, I thought your take was that there are no groundbreaking games. No, no, no. There definitely are. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, it No Man's Sky kind of showed that you can. Like, there are unexplored places that you can go, but the only problem is that those unexplored places are kind of unexplored for a reason. Yeah. Like they are, it's not super easy to do this. Yeah. And actually, I've heard that game got really good. Me too. I'm not gonna. I, it was. It got boring. It was just the same atmospheric song the entire time, and it's very relaxing. But other than that, it's just same robots, same. It, it's the same thing all the time. It's almost too big. That that they justify multiplayer, but it's so big you won't be able to meet with anyone. Right. So technically, yeah. right off the bat, it is multiplayer. I was like, but it turned out wasn't at all. Wasn't even capable for it. But my. So I'm actually okay with Ubisoft postponing Watch Dogs because I want to. I like seeing that they're still willing to try it again. My so not just trying postponing it indefinitely. I, I, I think they're going to release a third Watch Dogs at some point. Yeah. I don't think they're ever just going to call off the project. Me neither. I think that between whatever delay that they had to do and the and COVID-19, I think that's what they're waiting on now. So, my... Because it was supposed to come out about holiday season last year, right? Yeah, and then it was supposed to come out like right before Cyberpunk did. And then they're like, you know what? It's just better off. Because I'm actually okay with that. But... Uh, I have like two conflicting thoughts about it. The first one is that they're still willing to put in work on a game. That's okay. I like that. The second one is that I've, I've I told you this one. The art is never art is never uh, perfected. It is just abandoned. And at some point, when is what the developers think of the game gonna be? When is that it? When are when are they gonna be? When are they gonna kind of call it quits? Cause you they cause Cyberpunk they, I don't know if they're Ubisoft publishes their own games so they got nothing to worry about. But when are they when are they gonna when are they gonna think this game could be better, and when are they gonna stop thinking that? Is it ever gonna stop? Are I they just gonna once, keep? Bleeding? I think once a con- once you miss the console generation, give up on the game. That's probably what they did. They they're, they might be waiting for the next console generation. Like, no, no, I mean, like, you announced this game back during the PS2 games and it didn't come out until the PS4 days. You should have just dropped it. Just release it anyway, or just... Or, mean, yeah, stop, or not. Stop. Because there's been a couple games that have missed entire console generations, and it's just like, why'd you even... I mean, No Man's Sky was one of them. Yeah, why'd you even come... Well, PC games, so I'll give them a pass. No Man's Sky was, was supposed to be a PS3 game. And then it... And then... I thought it was just for PC at first. No, no. They were a mainly PC developer before this, and they who didn't have a lot of... I don't know why anyone put their faith in them, especially me, because I put my faith in them. I pre-ordered that game and got nothing back. Yeah, I've been telling you about, like, the pedigree matters a lot. There's my, a difference okay. between so you're CDPR saying, and Hello Games. So, you're saying the pedigree thing. The other game that I kind of got burned on, well, uh, Just Cause uh, 4. Yeah, I pre-ordered that one. I love the other, th- uh, the other three. I'm actually a huge fan of them. But the problem is that the the third one was a great cross section between you can actually do 
you can explode whatever you want. You can link things up. And then the fourth one was like, we're taking it to a le another level. And they just gave you too much. And that's the thing. You, they gave an entire community of fans way too much to do. Like, they can, like, the map's huge. And ultimately, nothing is really... I never I'd rather really than focus. the Just Cause games because it just seemed like... I don't know. I, I just couldn't really get into them. But, again, Avalanche Studios is a lot different than CDPR. Yeah. But uh, the, I played Mad Max. I liked Mad Max. That was another Avalanche Studios game. I know. So that's what I'm I actually but, do consistently like these games, and yet but sometimes it still doesn't Mad turn Max out. Mad Max better than The Witcher? The first one? Maybe. The first Witcher is kind of... It's, it's not great. That was the whole point. It showed potential, but ultimately the first Witcher was not their best game. Fine. The first Just Cause better than The Witcher? First Witcher? No. Right. Second Just Cause better than the second Witcher? No. Witcher 3 has like 150 Game it, of the Year awards. It consistently, I will say... Which like awards they don't matter, but like 150 different people, different publications, all saying, no, this is the one. I will say that consistently releasing a actually like a really good... Stepping up your quality by a lot every time. That's what uh, CD Projekt Red has been doing. Yeah. And that's. And they already had a very high level of quality. Yeah, and, and like the first one. Uh, what was Plus the first with game? Cyberpunk, what they were able to do basically is they worked on it on their own because they're self-publishing. When you self-publish games, that's a whole other level. What was uh, CD Projekt Red's first game? The Witcher. That was not. There was nothing they did no. before that. Okay. So yeah, right off the bat, that's a that's a really good product. And I'm assuming they didn't have a huge group of people doing that? No, that's why they got published by EA. They couldn't self-publish, but EA won another fantasy game, and they see Project Red. When did they stop using EA? This. This. Oh, this. This is their first one. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's why there's so much hype around this. It's like, what can we do without EA? And I think that's what their issues are, too. You would usually have a... Think about it. Think about who you'd usually have if you had a publisher. You'd have playtesters through the publishing company... You'd have all the, you'd have more assets since they're paying you. They funded this on their own from the three Witcher games. Okay, that makes sense actually, and that's that also makes sense on why they're taking a long time. Yeah, is because perfecting something without a in this kit in it without a uh, uh, producer is very very difficult to do. Well, they have producers. They don't have a publisher. They're publisher, that's what it is. Yeah, because the publisher gives you a lot of. Because I was thinking movies for a minute movie pub producer is basically a publisher right but um you show you can show what you can do with like I want to know how hand, how much hands on EA was and I think that's what they want to know too that's why uh Cyberpunk was Cyberpunk was in developer in development since right after The Witcher Witcher 3 yeah and that's another reason why it took so long they spent all that time on Blood and Wine which is a full size game expansion pack Oh, yeah. Actually, can't wait to play that one. But it's... So, yeah, they have a lot of potential, and I want to see how they do with it. It's just... My problem is that... You can you can have high hopes for a game all you want, but none nothing will prove it until the game actually comes out. Yeah, sure. So, like, um, though, going back to uh, Avalanche, I liked a lot of their games. I was a big fan of Square Enix and Avalanche together. And then and then that fourth Just Cause came out and I was like, okay, it's kind of lame. I was like, I was a fan of all of that. And so it's, 
It wasn't as great quality. It wasn't Good huge quality. Good rule of thumb is to skip anything made after 3, though. I mean, yeah, it's for anything. Except for... Tekken. I mean, Tekken, yeah, Tekken's the exception. Um... Yeah, yeah, that is a that is an actual thing. Because even TV shows and movies, after about season four for TV shows, they start going down. After season, after uh, the third movie in a franchise, you start going down. But my thing, one of the other things is that if you continually want to make Just Cause games, please in the in the uh, in the game in some sort of actual, actually good way. Every game, he doesn't need to leave the organization he's with. <laughs> he does that every game, and then comes back. He can he can kind of either go on his own and start like some sort of. You don't get it. He's a loose cannon, but he gets results. I hate. I, okay, that is like. There are three staples in every action genre. There's the Toby scene. I call it the Toby scene because of the Office and Threat Level Midnight. They blew their whole budget on one scene. And that was the scene where he shoots Toby in the head and his head explodes like five times. The second scene, loose cannon, but I get results. Every every action movie has that. The third one is, ah, uh, shoot, what was it? It's it's the one where it doesn't, like, just the one where it doesn't really make sense. Like, death doesn't really stop him. Like, any, it's kind of like the miscellaneous pile of things that, like, um, in uh, Fast and Furious. Letty's not dead. She oh. died very quickly. She's not dead, though. Yeah, spoiler alert for a 10-year-old movie, by the way. So, stuff like that. It's just anything that really cannot really be explained, but movies, that's the other action rule. So, speaking of movies, let's get into today's topic, and it was uh, recasting ideas. So, mine is Batman. Okay. Alright. I would like to see a Batman Arkham... Asylum series video or movie, I mean, which would be fuck it. I guess you could do Origins. Uh, I think that's the official title of that game, isn't it? Yeah, Arkham Origins. Yeah. No, no, no. Isn't I'm pretty sure it's called Arkham. Yeah, fuck it. WB can handle Origins. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's how I've heard it referred. Yeah. So I, I would do um, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and I would do them to. I would do them in a way that would... You don't need to do an origin story. Just jump right in and tell me a Batman story. So, I'm going to go through these one by one, and you tell me if you if you think it's cool. Okay? Bruce Wayne, Batman, John Hamm. Oh, definitely down. Although, I might think he might be too old right now, so maybe... Works. It works, because you got to realize how old he is in Arkham Asylum. He's been doing this for Joker for, like, 15 years. 15 years, but when he started when he was about... In his 20s. Early twenties though, I've heard. I've heard as early. So as, like, I mean, but that's the thing about Arkham is that. So he's you, around thirty years old. Yeah, and you can make it work in Arkham, because you look at a lot of thirty-year-old actors and they look very, very young. So I mean, um, Nightwing. Oh, I had somebody good for Nightwing. So this would be Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and it would be. Um, I guess you could do. You could do Robert Pattinson, but that's not who I really wanted to use. I'm, I want to see how that one turns out, actually. Me too. Um, Nightwing. Nightwing, honestly, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah, 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 that was my guy. Always yeah. go back to him. Yeah, that was my guy. Yeah, for Nightwing, yeah. Um, so Robin is, so Tim Drake Robin. 
Tim Drake Robin. Tim Drake Robin, I couldn't decide on um, Taron Edgerton or Tom Holland. I mean, you heard me last time. Getting tired of Tom Holland. You think uh, Taron Edgerton would be a good uh, Tim Drake? I, I don't know. Because you see him in... You see, you saw him in Kingsman. Yes, I like Yeah, he him. works. But the thing is, he's a, he doesn't... Tim Drake is, in a, at least in the Arkham games, he's the mixed martial artist with a bow staff. Oh, he definitely works, yeah. My thing is that he doesn't have the correct body type. You can gain weight, lose weight, but he still has more How of a, is a fighter built? Look at any fighter. They're always built a little kind so of... So, if you're looking for a fighter like that, look at... I'm, I'm not saying his acting abilities at all, but Nate Diaz. Nick and Nate no, Diaz. No, no, no. Both no, kind of slim guys who... No, he's not a slim guy, though. He's a little bit built. He's probably 170, 185. Who, who, are you talking about Diaz or or, um, or Tim Drake? Tim Drake. Probably closer to 170, 185. So, what, who would you recommend then? Like, uh, fighter-wise. Somebody with the build of, like, a Chris Weidman. Well, Chris Weidman walks around at, like, 200. But somebody with the build of, like, who's a 170 guy right now? Um, uh, I fucking hate the guy, but Colby Covington kind of has that look. Okay. Tim Drake needs to have abs. Yeah, of course. So how old is Tim Drake also? I don't know. How old would you put him? I don't care. Doesn't matter? I don't like, care, and here's why I say Not sad or doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. Because here, here's how I do it, too. Damian Wayne, I kind of want to be like a teenager. Oh, yeah. Okay, that works. Um, so you would put Tim Drake in... Um, mid, mid-20s? Something like that. Early mid twenties. Now, this was my idea for Terry McGinnis, but I'm gonna change it to Jason Todd. Well, because Terry McGinnis comes in when they're yeah. all like kind of old. Michael B. Jordan. As Jason, Jason Todd. Todd. I'm okay with that. Street kid who was taken in by Batman despite not really wanting to take him in. That sounds like a great character. He can bounce off the Joker. Who I was thinking about it. And he's been asking to do it. Fuck it. Give it to Lakeith Stanfield. There's... Okay. That's a good pick, by the way. Uh, hold that thought, though. Um, what about uh, doing someone who is a lot younger? Justice Smith. Justice Smith? Justice. Uh, Detective oh, Pikachu. I haven't seen him in very many he other He was stuff. in the Get Down... He was in the Get Down. Um, he was okay in the Get Down. What else was he in that I just watched? Detective Pikachu. He's okay as a street kid. Well, hang on. So you don't trust his acting abilities, really? No, no, I don't trust his acting ability to be some punk ass kid who would step up to Batman. Okay, now he hasn't shown him. He hasn't shown himself to be competent at that. But but he is by the time. A, a Arkham game would come out he might be ready for that yeah or an Arkham City movie or Arkham Knight movie would come out he might be ready for that cause I cause the way I kind of view him is kind of like a younger um I can Michael just see Jason Todd being a pissed off or I can see Michael B. Jordan being oh shit cause that's who he was in, in uh, Black Panther I can see him being pissed off that he was passed over for a title and just saying fuck that man fuck the Joker I'm gonna do whatever I want and then coming yeah that's basically what he was in so also, and then going back to the Joker, my thing about the Joker, I told you this one, I, I kind of want to see as a something where every movie, he is someone different. 
and not That'd like cool. a not like a he's someone different in a personality. You can kind of do that, but someone different in acting. So his his makeup and stuff, to where you can tell it's the Joker. He wears that much makeup, but you can't see Joker who, by party would be crazy. Yeah. And the thing is that the whole, remember the whole uh, three three Joker theory. Yeah, that that thing that was pretty much guaranteed. Don't know where they found well, that now. Uh, I mean, I looked it up the other day, and they haven't done anything with it. Yeah, so you could go with that, and then you could have like a whole bunch of people. Like, I think like Keith Stanfield really, really works as a Joker. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying that I don't know what it would look like. I don't. I mean, he's posted on Instagram a couple times. No, his his actual what would he, what would he do with it? What, what I think he'd be different? more menacing. Can you compare that to any of his other roles? Because he might have the smart absent-mindedness of Darius and uh and of uh, uh what's the movie called? Atlanta. I can see him being. Do you remember when Cassius was like kind of being devious a little bit in um, Sorry to Bother You? Yeah, where he's kind of just cutting people down a little. Yeah, I can see him doing stuff like that. So very. Threateningly nice. Yeah. Okay, listen. When they had the fight of have a good day. Yeah, stuff like that. Margot Robbie has to stay Harley Quinn. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I don't care that. She's so far the best one. Poison Ivy? I want somebody older. Because she's a botanist, if you remember. I don't know many older actors. No. I just don't know many. Christina Hendricks. From Mad Men. Yeah. Oh shit! And you get a Christina Hendricks uh, John Hammer reunion? Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up for that. We talked about Bane earlier. Batista. Batista. Yeah, I'm down with that. Without that's... a doubt, Batista. Nah, I'm I'm good. Not even arguing that one. No, just Batista needs to play Bane. But how deep are you going into this? Are you going to like Killer Croc and all that stuff? Or are you going purely main crew, like Penguin? Somebody said Jonah Hill. I'm not, I'm not mad at it, but I think we could do better. Oh, no, I got it. Change Robin to uh, Ansel Elgort. So, Baby Driver. And get Taron Edgerton as Penguin. Doing the young uh, the young sort of actors. Oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right, yeah, because he is a younger actor. No, no, you're right, you're right. Um. Oh, shit, what's his name? Um. What movie? He plays David Brent. No, not him, not him, not him, no. He's from Into the Badlands. He looks a lot like the guy who plays David Brent. Um, oh, my God. I don't know anyone who looks like the David Brent. Okay, do you, remember, um, do you remember the guy from, the, from uh, Hot Fuzz? Yeah. The, that cop? Not, the not Simon Pegg, but his the, the partner. Other, yeah. Okay. yeah, I know what you're talking I about. I cannot remember his name. Nick Frost. Is he good in any sort of... I'm going to show you a picture of Nick Frost, and you tell me if you think he could pull off being the Penguin. Well, picture, yeah, but what about his, what about dramatically? Yeah, he definitely fits, but dramatically, what, what does he do? From what I saw of him in, in Into the Badlands, yeah, he can definitely play. Wait, he's in Into the Badlands? Yeah. Oh, man, I need to, I need to finally watch that show. Such a good concept that I really want to explore. It's just... I never have time to watch it. But I'm okay with that. I think that's a really good... I think he's a really good pick. Yeah. Because um, he could... He's a, he's, he started off uh, comedically. So 
that is a really good pick. Yeah, because I he think, could kind of toss him so around. So we'll leave Tim, uh, Taron Anderson. Sorry, Ansel Elgort. Uh, Maybe next time. Yeah. Sorry for coming out with a similar movie to the guy who played Baby Driver. Well, you could just add a whole another whole another character and be like, this is no, the guy, no, no, this is the guy who Batman passed over. This is, well, this I, would, I want to do something a little bit more faithful to Arkham because Arkham already, already takes a lot, of, a lot of liberties. Catwoman? Somebody nearest to um, nearest to John Hamm's age. Oh, Sofia Vergara would be interesting. She would. I'm not sure if she could pull up an action role, but I wouldn't hate Holly Berry based on what we saw on John Wick. Wasn't she already Catwoman? Yeah, but based on what we saw on John Wick, I think she'd be a great side character who shows up in the second game. So that is my problem with completely throwing away actors because of the movies they've done is is that um, sometimes bad writing is, is the problem. Like like any of the characters from any from the prequels of Star Wars movies. Who's that one? Uh, Natalie Portman's a good shout for Catwoman too. Okay. I'd say Holly Berry. Holly Berry's a good pick. Holly Berry only because of what we saw in John Wick. But... So you want you said you wanted someone close to this is this is why the age is kind of getting messed messed up with John Hamm. Yeah, I, I mean, really you're, like you're his already pick. shot, but an older actress was my point. Not necessarily like doesn't have to be closer to him, but I, I feel like a uh, Holly Berry would work. I I know everybody's gonna be oh Holly Berry's in the, yeah I don't care because we saw what she did when she was the sidekick and in an action movie and she was great. Sometimes it does just come down to a bad like a bad fit for the role like. Plus, when you look at it, she's only in the second movie, so I mean... Yeah, and, and there's a lot of reasons where she could sure she can get a pass. Yeah. People so, have gotten a pass. Many of Marvel's actors were already in a Marvel movie. That's, that's true. That's very true with Chris Evans, yeah. Um, who else do we got in those games? Pretty much everyone. Oh, Two-Face. Two-Face is a big character. Right? Okay. I'm good with the current with the current one they have, but if I wanted to go someone different... Nah, Aaron Eckhart's fine, but let, let's do somebody with a little bit more... A little bit more. Tom Hardy? Why haven't we included Tom Hardy in this yet? Because he's... Oh, you want a younger actor for uh, Batman? No. Tom Hardy? No, 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 no. 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 Tom Hardy is uh, Tim Drake. Also, what... There's another thing. Penguin. Why... Holy shit, Tom Hardy's Penguin would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. But, kind of, but Penguin's kind of a fat guy in the new one. Do you need to stay true to that? Kind of, and Robin's notoriously white. That's you, true. You got yeah. Tom Hardy's Penguin would be super interesting, actually. Tom Hardy's Penguin would be really interesting. I'm down. Or you, or you could uh, go a different route with this. Uh, people who are already uh, in Batman movies, Christian Bale. Who would you put him in? Two Face. Oh right. shit! Yeah, there you go. There's Two Face. Yeah, Christian Bale. Michael Keaton. Brother. I'm I'm really okay with that. Um, let's see who's another one. For some reason, I can't think of any more. <laughs> it's been I guess Adam West. George Clooney. George Clooney. Oh, uh, well, no, I was gonna go Two Face again. That guy gets found. Uh, <laughs> that one was loud. We might have to. Well, I mean, we're almost there, but um. Oh yeah, by the way, this is live from the backyard because everybody's in the house right now. Yeah. Um, my George Clooney was Roman Sionis. Okay. Nick Frost is, is Hugo Strange. 
what about if you did something completely different? One person plays Batman, one pl one different person plays uh, Bruce Wayne. Almost like a stunt double thing. Because I, I actually really like that idea. Like, um, I don't know. It I, could be, because I, I like the idea that their mask isn't actually a mask. You don't have to depend. There's a reason that people can't tell that Batman is Batman rather than Bruce Wayne. You're right. So why are you making it so easy by having the same actor? Why you, You're almost limiting yourself. You could be a lot more creative in actually being... Um, Tom, any person who's played two different roles at the same time. Tom Hardy did it. Winklevoss, the people, Army Hammer, Army Hammer did it. Um, Army Hammer is Tom is um, Hush. Oh, that's a good one. He seems like a big guy, like just in general though. And Hush, Hush is big. Well, I've seen him kind of as more of a. Um, the one I played was a Telltale series, and he was kind of a slim guy there. Everybody's a slim guy in Telltale series. Yeah, sure. I mean, Bigby. Um, yeah, when there's Bigby. Pretty much everyone in the other side. Um, who'd you have as uh, Killer Croc? Fuck it, Rampage Jackson. Oh, I haven't seen him in anything recently. Yeah, Rampage. He was good as the role in uh in um eighteen. Not a great movie, but he was good in yeah, that role. Um, um, let's see who else is in the Arkham games. Mad Hatter. That's a hard one because he's he's never really I've never really shown him seen him that much. Simon Pegg. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, who's another guy? Uh, shoot, I had it. Humpty Dumpty. Was he in any game? Or, he was, he showed up as a cameo in Arkham Origins. No, no. And I think good. another one. And then, okay, who's the other guy? Who, um, the clock guy. The clock guy. Calendar Man? Yes! Because he was kind of, he was like a weird staple in... Um, Michael D'Onofrio. He is Kingpin from uh from uh. Okay. Daredevil. Yeah, I'm good. I'm down. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, would you stick uh Angelina Jolie anywhere? No. No. Just right off the bat, no. No place fits her at all. All right. Well, then we can move on. <laughs> move on from there. Uh oh, we forgot Commissioner Gordon. Um. Who's the guy that they just got? Keep him. We also forgot uh, Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Alfred needs to be Ben Kingsley. I, yeah, I really, I think we talked about this before. I really like that one. Ben, Ben's whoever made that rumor, amazing pick. Whoever made that rumor about the an Alfred TV series about him being like an Indian, um, like an Indian guide to the British and that's what got him in, like, yo, make that shit. Because it weirdly all makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> It's it's not like a there's like no real stretches in any of it. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with um with with Ben Kingsley. Um. Okay, since we've pretty much Gordon. done oh Commissioner Gordon, right, right. What if whoever you, they have for him now, I forgot his name. That Tom way, Hanks. that way, no, no, no. Well, they have a Commissioner Gordon right now. The, um, I can't remember his name. Um, and then. Uh, Barbara Gordon would be uh, Tessa Thompson. Okay. Okay. Um, shoot. Well, I mean, that's we're pretty much it. So, what about this? What about replacing, uh, recasting Marvel actors into DC movies? Huh. 
what DC movies first of all oh Chris Evans is Superman I don't give a shit what anybody what anybody says well you know me I don't like Superman you don't like him either I don't like him either what about uh, Robert Chris Downey Evans Jr. makes him interesting what Robert Downey Jr. I feel like he has to play villain now he showed that he can be this lovable guy that everyone Luther? I mean Batista no that's a little typecasting that's a little typecasting uh, I don't want him to be I don't want him to blatantly defy typecasting though so like if you want to put Lex if you want to put all I saw was Batman v Superman which actually I'm not mad at putting uh, uh, shoot what's his name The guy from uh, Lex Luthor. What's his name? Is that Andrew Garfield? No, no it's not. No, it's, uh, it's Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I'm not mad with him as um, Lex Luthor. I kind of like it because it kind of almost shows a different generation of superheroes. I would be okay with him being Alexander Luthor, who's Lex Luthor's son. Lex okay, Luthor. Brian Cranston. I'm very much. I, that was a surprise pick, but I'm, I like it. Um, I do think that there are better like you, you can you can be better with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor deserves more. Um, Brian Cranston is a good pick, but he's already played that villain that villain role, and I. Oh yeah, you mean like Breaking Bad? Yeah, he's yeah he goes basically Lex Luthor Breaking Bad. So maybe what you do is have someone who hasn't played that role. Um, who hasn't played the role of kind of the all-knowing, really smart guy who is kind of lacking our street smarts. Um, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Wanted. He's that guy on Wanted. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't... DC's hard because it, they depend on a lot of the um, they depend on the, the ability of actors to flesh out the characters. Yeah, that's really true. So, where that is good in some cases, it's very harmful to the story in others. Yeah, that's really, really true. That's a really, really good point. Because they get these massive, massive actors and don't do anything with them. Yeah, like, honestly, I really like uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. And the only reason I like him is because my main the thing I hated about Christian Bale. Why couldn't he use a voice modulator? That's more of the writers, don't you think? No, that's more of the because in um in the script he doesn't go it doesn't say something like Batman disguises his voice. It says it he's it just says Batman. Apparently, Christopher Nolan asked him to do that. I guess because I because every other Batman did it, which like that's not a no, reason. That's not a great to reason. Like, I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. But, that was not a great idea. He was... I think that you could do... More interesting stuff. Um... I can't really think of any other, like, major, major players in that. Okay, how about this? Riddler, Andy Samberg. I feel like you're tired How is he a drama? Um, that's the thing. He's not really been... He hasn't really been a drama. He's really good for a comedic actor, which is why I put him as Riddler. But he's good as, at being a dramatic actor in 
in um, comedy movies. Pop star. He was a. It was a serious-ish movie about a pop star who's kind of just going off the rails. There's nothing serious about that movie. The only thing is that his his exact. I want to say his reputation was the only serious part. Is that everything he was doing, he was doing for his reputation. And then at the end, uh, even at the earlier parts of the movie, they're uh, just kind of tossing around um, jokes. So that's where I think that Andy Samberg's ability to be to I'd straight like to see face him play girl. like a like a like a Lego Batman. I'm the okay with Island, that. The only the Lonely Island making a Lego Batman would be very fun. Oh no 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 no! no. I got an idea. Um, make a Batman sixty six. So that take place in nineteen sixty six. And you're having him as what? As Batman? Yeah, have him play. No, no, have him play. Um, like you know the Adam West Batman. Yeah. Like reboot that, like a soft reboot of that. Um, would it be more comedic or more? Dramatic? Yeah, the way that it was in nineteen sixty six. But could, would it be poking fun at, fun at itself? With itself. With itself. Because Batman will do these super gritty, like, like super dark stories, and then it'll be like, and here's the brave and the bold. You know what I mean? So like. I think you could have a really, really interesting, light-hearted Batman series that's really just him, like, having to not, having to avoid the Riddler breaking into Gotham Central, but I think if you got the right actors and actresses for it, you can make it a really, really fun time. A villain that every DC work wants to, they want to make work so badly, Music Maestro. I would put him, Will Smith. They okay. First of all, like I said, they want to try to make him work who? all the time. Music Maestro. He's the guy who makes everything into a musical, and it, it makes what? the comics all really weird. And Mr. Mix Mix Mr. Mixco can make sense with that because that's his whole thing is that he's but crazy. But Music crazy. Maestro has the has the power to. Well, he's not crazy. He's from a different dimension. I'll kick but, you off this podcast if you ever bring up Music Maestro again. Dude, no, I'm sticking with this one. Okay, you know what? You know what? Okay, I'm gonna let you get Music Maestro off just because I've got a Kite Man. Fuck yeah. Kite Man. Fuck yeah. Alright. All That's right. his... No, no, no. That So, Kite Man was, like, a guy who was, like, a professional kiteboarder in the 80s. And then they brought him back as, like, a guy who was just trying to save his son. Because his son... His son had, like, cancer or something like that. And he drew a picture of his dad being, like, a Kite Man. And then that was, like, his superhero, anti-hero but, thing where he was, like, trying to rob banks to save his son. And his, and his son... Whenever he saw him, be like, Kite Man, hell yeah. And so his dad started saying, Kite Man, hell yeah. That's, and then when he that died. That was the birth of Kite Man? Yeah, and then when he died, he was like, Kite Man, hell yeah. So no, if we could get Kite Man, hell yeah somewhere in there, that'd be awesome. Okay, maybe a different route. Dumb, dumb super villains. Like, I'm not saying that they're actually. Calendar Man's a good. Nope, 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 oh, okay. nope, nope, Over... nope. Nope. Condiment King. I almost forgot about Condiment Crazy King. Quilt. Crazy Quilt's a great one. Um. You know, do, you do know his only power is that he can make your clothes change colors. <laughs> and weirdly, he's overpowered. He weirdly that does affect people. That's my favorite comic book trope: is that like I'm gonna have the shittiest powers, but also if I need to, I can punch you to the sun. I feel like okay. How about this? What if you made um? Because I want the Green Lantern is a character who has a lot of potential. What if you made him someone like? I really want Hal to somehow Jordan or bring, John Stewart. I really want to somehow bring this Will Smith family into this. I think that they could work out very well. 
I just don't know where the whole family, all, all four of them. Maybe not all of them, but at least no, Jane all four of them. They're all actresses or actors and actors. Oh, they're all actors. Will, Willow, yeah. what was she in? Some Disney stuff as a kid, but I mean, her mom's Jada. Like, she can be in a movie. I at least want Will Smith or Jaden Smith. I want to know where they can fit because they they seem like I because they both have proven their acting abilities in in mass in mass releases, and I just want to know where. They fit somewhere. I just don't know where. Right? I almost said Fantastic Four, but not quite. Okay. Actually, I've been kicking around the idea for a superhero. Like, do you know what the term nuclear family is? Yeah. Um, How about to... the nuclear family? Okay, first of all, that is a Blake Snyder. He wrote a book uh, called Save the Cat, and it's pretty much the holy grail of all of all um, script writing movies. And. Books books yeah so he wrote one movie blank check awful movie and he wrote you, you know what blank check's about oh shit yeah i remember that movie. yeah he writes a lot of movies like that however his his thing he has a very good it, his structure is good but he wrote a movie called nuclear family that steven spielberg that he will not let drop he, he brings it up as much as he can in every one of his books he wrote, uh, Steven Spielberg bought it for a million dollars, and he, he never made it into a movie. It was like, he won't. No, I mean, I would do something completely different where maybe, like, a family of nuclear, uh, the son, the family of... Yep, that's... A nuclear, nuclear scientist gets fucking superpowers, is that it? Yeah. Um, well, we'd make that, but it wouldn't suck because it'd have Will Smith in it. I, I'm coming, what comes oh, to Oh, shit, mind, no, I'm sorry, we just made The Incredibles, never mind. Yeah, that... Uh, what came to mind was <laughs> Incredible Hulk. That's just the Incredibles. Incredibles mystical fan, fan yeah, no, that's before. just the Incredibles. Never mind. Yeah. So, well, Incredibles is a good movie. It's a great movie. I'd watch the Incredibles with the Smith family. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um. So there's a term in wrestling where wrestling and MMA fans you'll hear book it Vince or um, make it happen Dana. Oh, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, yeah Incredibles with Will Smith. Book it, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Actually, we don't have time to get into pro wrestling right now, because holy shit, that's a mess. Holy, that is a mess. That is such a mess. I don't even watch wrestling, and I know that. That's, that's I'm going to turn you into a wrestling fan, whether you like it or not. I'm Sooner or later, it's going to work. It's like anime for me. I want to love anime so much. What's your favorite What's your favorite setting? I'm actually a big fan of Judge's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> It's I haven't gotten into that one quite yet. I'm, I'm finished. I just finished up King and Ashura, and I uh, just started Baki. The and only I still got to finish Gangsta. So now, okay, the, the, is, my major it, problem is with, JoJo's. Does it immediately get into anime bullshit? Okay, so like, the first with, episode like, is about someone becoming a vampire and killing a whole. Bunch oh yeah, yeah, of cool, cool, cool. So right off that's the bat, good, yeah, that's a good stuff. Uh, vampires. Okay. okay, so yeah, you might like the anime. That's just like listen. So here's the thing. Like when I when I. Uh, there's a term the, my favorite one of my favorite lines from Iron Man 2 he goes I'm here uh, what does he say like I know I'm here let's, like huh. this let's, is me now oh yeah we're I'm here, here this is me now deal get with, over it yeah deal with it move, let's move on which is hilarious because I, I didn't get it the first time I watched it and then when I watched it again I was like that's a new actor no 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 he wasn't that's not what he was I'm here now what did he say I'm here now this is me deal with it let's move on and like it hit me <laughs> He wasn't talking to Tony Stark. <laughs> no, he was directly talking to the audience. 
He wasn't talking about Tony Stark at all. Wanna... That's, that's a genius line by John Favreau, by the way. Oh, have John Favreau do these Batman movies. Okay. First of all, I don't think he wrote that. Because, for some reason, they don't write any Iron Man movie. That's Especially not, not the first one. Later. I'll show you a video The later first later. one, they, they didn't write. That's they not... said they said they had plot points, and then... Oh, that's interesting. That was it. That's how wrestlers used to do it. I'm a wrestling fan, guys. Sorry. Uh, the second one, I'm not sure about the how the other ones worked out. Um, but I... John Favreau is a good director. Yeah, we can agree on that. Actually, so, yeah. no, I want John Favreau to do the Incredibles, but Will Smith. Also, I love the Russos, but I'm getting tired of them. They're everywhere again. Once I found out they're in, um, they they have literally been a part no. of every comedy I've loved. John Favreau should not do the Incredibles, but it's Will Smith's family. Lord and Taylor should do that movie. First of all, can we just settle movie. on a name whenever we reference this and call it Will Smith's Incredibles? No. The Smith's Incredibles? No. Something cheesy like that? Will Credibles. The Will Credibles. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Infreshables? Also, Jazzy Jeff has to be under mode if we're going to do that. <laughs> Alright. I, I don't make the rules. He, he's doing the music somehow? No. Just Or just cameo? Just... No. He plays Edna mode. But he doesn't change it to like, don't you mean Edward mode? No. <laughs> it's just Jazzy Jeff <laughs> in big ass glasses. <laughs> uh, I know you don't like It's Always Sunny, but what about, uh, did you see the episode where Danny DeVito is the art critic I no Charlie Very I want Charlie episode. in that movie somehow Charlie Days needs to go in he could almost well Pacific Rim just do what you did in Pacific Rim bring that bring that back bring back Pacific Rim versus Godzilla or else I'll just complain on the internet you know what I want to see a uh, Lightning Lee Murray biopic no well oh. yes yes thank you very much this guy on Reddit um, shot it down for me. He's like, if, uh, what's his name does it? If, uh, what's his name? Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie does it. It'll be a buddy cop movie about, uh, with exactly one black person in it. And a street fight talking about how those damn Yanks aren't tough enough than us, aren't tougher than oh us Brits. Gosh. I was like, 1,000% that's what that movie's gonna be. I mean, ba- yeah, so basically <laughs> it just turns out to the gentleman. And Snatch, and... In every movie but Robin Hood, but you know what? I'm okay with that. And Aladdin. I'm okay with what that. About Aladdin. <laughs> Guy Ritchie movie. Holy too. shit, there was only one black dude in there. Wow. Alright, well, thanks, Guy Ritchie, for trying to be an ally, I guess. <laughs> no, because, like, every so, movie I've watched, there is. No, no, there's three black guys in uh, Snatch. There was. Okay. There was and... four. Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> he made the quota. <laughs> he, can... <laughs> he, he can make it. <laughs> Alright, he hit the minimums. Kind of like okay. Tarantino. What about the other... Hey, about, is it cheating that Tarantino puts the same black person in all his movies? <laughs> it's a little cheating. It, it kind of is. <laughs> Yo, okay. you can throw in Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> what about what I would call a cross between, between uh, Guy Ritchie and um, Quentin Tarantino? Spike Lee. What would you... A superhero movie? What, could you think he could do He's it? He's not a cross, but he is the black version of those two guys. Yeah. Um, I'm... Yeah. Black Dynamite? That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's the first one I thought of. And I thought of that because... No! I got it. Phoenix Jones. Do you remember there's an amateur MMA fighter who used to dress up. He was in the Rain City Watchmen or something like that. He was an actual real-life superhero in Seattle. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Spike Lee Lee make that shit. 
Like, do it. Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah, now. Yeah, that guy, Phoenix yes. Jones. He fought his brother in an MMA match. What? Dude, it's a weird story in Phoenix. In, I, want, I remember he I built, a, he built like, a low-key superhero team, too. Yeah, they're the Rain City something. Like, the Rain City Watchmen or the Rain City... I think it was the Rain City Regulators. Oh, my gosh. What? I, okay, the only reason I don't want to know what happened to that is because I feel like it's something pretty sad. Uh, I think he's in jail. Well, yeah, that's But no, but you don't have to talk about that because you just make him a superhero. You just made a comic book movie for him. Yeah, hell yeah, that'd be okay. awesome. That's so if I was gonna do it, it would turn out to uh, it would end up being kind of like a mix, a reference to because the new Watchmen, with that, the new Watchmen reboot. You know who you bring on with it too? Um, fuck, what's his name? What's the guy's name who did Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. I was gonna say Stone. Um, James Stone. He made a movie called Super, hmm. which has Ryan Wilson in it, and he plays a superhero who just hits you in the face with a hammer. That's what that movie's about. It's so dumb. I was have him consistently. That's the movie. No, has Spike, Lee, have Spike Lee write it? Has Spike Lee write it and have James Gunn direct? That movie, I every time I look at that movie, it's on Netflix or Hulu, and I'm just looking at it I was like, it's dumb. Do I want to? Do I want to watch it's, it? Note it is a lot like it's a lot like Kick Ass. Okay, I'm it's out. It's like Kick Ass. Okay, but it's way dumber because it's just Ryan Wilson with a hammer. So it's basically Dwight. You know how Dwight, how Ryan Wilson isn't as much of Dwight now as he once was? Like, kind of. That's pretty much it. It's weird. It's it's great. Well, go watch it. Okay. I, I'll i be honest, I probably won't. But I might. <laughs> oh, hey, um, what'd you watch this week? We forgot that segment. What did I watch? Shoot, I finished regular show. Oh, nice. How was that? Sad ending. Did you watch the movie, too? I, I have, yeah. All sad? The movie's not as sad. The movie's movie's more referencing to a re- regular show TV episode, okay. but the but the series ends uh, the most realistic way a series called the regular show can end, which is actually incredibly realistic. Yeah, I heard about it. It's, it is kind of sad, and I grew up. Is it sadder for you? So I got a question for you. Do you identify as a military brat, even though you didn't move around that much? Oh, I, I mean, I did, but yeah. Well, compared to like. Who, comparatively to what? Um, so, I lived in nine places before I turned 18. And I lived in five places. Five? Okay, that's Texas, California, uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, Arizona. Yeah. Um, so, four. Four, yeah. Okay, so that's a lot. So, did you identify with it just as friends kind of, like, move on, move on and go away? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't exactly... Once you... I think that it didn't... It isn't exactly helpful... For me, in today's day, day and age. Um, but, yeah. There's a lot of personal reasons about that. Yeah. That's good. So, I'm going to ask our special guest the same question. Hey, a special guest. Besides workout tapes, what did you watch this week? Archer. Every season of Archer. Every season? Nice. Wow. <laughs> It's a long bench. <laughs> are they like, because I, I used to do that like literally once a week. How many seasons are they up to now? Are they up to 10? They're on 11 next. So yeah, they're up to 10. Any favorite episodes stick out? The elevator episode where they oh get stuck. My God, I think that the, one's uh, so good. The team building exercise. <laughs> really, Mallory just wanted to watch a movie. That one. That Everything goes to chaos. It's fantastic. Like, Great. quick too. Like almost immediately, like the end, the the opening credits go off, and then right after that, they're right into it. Like, 
Yeah, I love that. That's a great episode. That's a classic episode. Archer's Archer's a classic. Just so, all of it. So I watched the Tiger King after show, and um, I really and this is this is gonna be next week top next week's topic. Did you watch the after show? I didn't watch any of it. Okay, so basically the producers lied to everybody. And about so, that's that's the topic. Do ends justify the means? That's not the topic. That that's a topic for like a. It's like a three-part episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like, because cause you, you heard about, um, uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? The Shining. The guy. Oh, Kubrick? Santa Kubrick? Yeah. Yeah. D- does it, what he put her through? No, I, I don't think so, because that woman's fucked up for life, and you got a great movie. I don't think it. she is. No, she went on top, she went on camera about it not too long ago, and she's like, she still has nightmares and shit. That's why I say no. <sighs> okay. Okay, fair. Because do you know what they did? They like they didn't do anything huge. Sure, what they did was basically they told her, they told the rest, everyone else to That's be very huge. cold to her. No, you told your entire cast and crew on a six month shoot not to talk to somebody. They said that they did say it put her through like breakdowns. Like yeah, no, no, we so, don't need all that. Now, if they would have asked her if it was okay and she would have cleared it, then yeah, that's fine. Blair Witch Project. Oh, you know what? You know what I would have done, actually? And this is snuff film. This is from 2020. This is from a 2020 perspective. Um, if I, I would have given her a counselor on set. A ther- the one person like a who's on her side? Yeah, a therapist. Okay, you know what? Because you, kind of, you could kind of spin that into still the Shining thing. Yeah. The but, only person, you give her a therapist and you, I feel like you can do stuff like that as long as she gives you permission. But just doing it just because, no, that's wrong. Okay, what about the Blair Witch Project? People thought that it was snuff film. Who thought that? Actors. Because they would have an actor act in their scene and then never be seen or heard from again while they're already camping out into the middle of the woods. It was like, so their fam- actors and family thought it was a snuff film. You, got, you can't let the family do No. Or you can't let the family think that it's a snuff film. But it turned out to be a cl- it's, it's an amazing horror movie. The most amazing horror movie I've never seen. It's just, I don't watch horror movies. I've watched a couple. And that being said, I will watch breakdowns of horror movies done by Ryan Hollinger. He's great. I've seen I've seen Get Out. I've seen Us, and I and I'm and I'm and I'm on the border of watching Parasite. And I've realized one thing: horror movies are scary. They are they're terrifying. hot takes today, baby <laughs> baby boys. Hot takes. Yeah. But yeah, they're, baby they're boys. Also, pause. They're also. Have you seen funny. Baby Boy? No. Scott Tyrese in it. It's, it's basically every other inner city movie that came out in the 2000s. You, don't worry. So it's, it's fine. So, so Fast and Furious, basically? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Eh. Boys in the Hood. Okay. Don't, uh, Menace to Society. I was going to say Don't Be a Menace uh, in the Hood in South Central drinking your gin and juice, but no, no. Not quite like that. All right. Is that it? You got anything else? I don't think so. You don't think you have anything else or you don't think that's it? I don't think I have anything else. All right. That was episode two of Blurred Lines, live from my backyard. We should be in an actual, like, not studio, but we should be recording uh, a little bit differently next week. And, um, looks like that's it. All right. All right, this was Brave and the Grown-Up Kid. Um. No nickname legend. That's the one. The myth. I could be that. Legend the myth. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, special guest. We're only referring to his special guest until he decides to join the show. We out.